is Fei Mata, the voice of Aqua from Konosuba. I give my blessings to the CFG Gamecast in exchange for your eternal devotion. Welcome to the CFG Gamecast episode number 22, a weekly podcast created by gamers and streamers alike to discuss the latest gaming topics from the previous week. We stream a new episode on Saturdays and Sundays uh, and release it on podcast services like Gapple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio and Podbean. So show us some love and follow us on our uh, Twitch channels to not miss an episode. You can check uh, check me out on CFG Games where we play a lot of variety games and uh, and such. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, Smitty and Flexus are out. Uh, Smitty went out to TwitchCon to, to live it up. And Flexus is out uh, doing something else here. So it's just me and some two special guests that I like to introduce. I am Davis Green with CFG Games, and uh, and uh, this time on the f- number on the second seat, I have an amazing Tekken player who competes in big tournaments such as Evo. I have Bree, aka Cutie, <coughs> excuse me, Cutie Pie X. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh man, I gave you, I gave a nice intro. You, t- you don't seem like you're hyped. Come on, you got to get hyped on this. It's pretty good. Nervous. <laughs> you not uh, don't know nothing to be nervous <laughs> about at all. It's all good. It's just definitely good. So, so uh, how's uh? So are you still uh playing some more uh, uh some more Tekken? Uh, have you have you mastered that game yet? Definitely haven't mastered it, but <laughs> hoping I can grow before my next few tournaments and. Hopefully, make it out of pools. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. That's all you can ask for. And uh, who who do you main? Um, who do you main mostly? Uh, I play Josie. Josie. I'm a character loyalist. Just <laughs> Josie. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong about that. But the but no. But thanks for thanks for coming on for the show. And uh, as well, I have the director of Greenlit content uh, for esports. I got Brian on the uh, on the third seat. How are you doing, buddy? Not too bad, man. How is your evening going? I am Thank doing. Thank you also for having me. Oh yeah, no problem. I'm doing good, man. I, well, besides the uh, insane issues that I was having with the audio, that's why we were an hour late. Uh, it was good. <laughs> Other than it that, it wouldn't good. be a proper stream unless you have issues beforehand. I mean, come on now. That 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 shows you're putting yeah. in the work. <laughs> that is very, 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 very true. I will give you. I will definitely give you that one. So, but uh, it's. Uh, it's already not, uh, mind-numbing on the with, the with the issues. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, we were talking up, uh, before the show, but, like, man, when Windows decides to update, it decides to just say, hey, let's just throw a wrench into everything, and uh, let's just uh, have you start from square one and figure it all out again, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, but uh, let, let's just change every single AV setting you have on your your PC because we can. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, just cause cause uh, we can fix it easily, but you know we don't want it. But anyways, yeah, but it's all good though. I'm glad we got it all fixed out. I'm really glad for y'all's patience. I really do appreciate that. Uh, so let's get down to business. Uh, each of us choose a topic or discussion within video games from the previous week. The topic would or could be about a specific game or something 
that happened in the gaming industry. And uh, we also don't want to talk about it amongst ourselves. If anyone that's uh, listening or uh, checking out the stream, you can definitely uh, ask uh, some spe- some questions on what we do on our discussions, and uh, we'll put it in our podcast if it's a cool question or if it's a good enough uh, a good question throughout the uh, throughout the episode. So definitely stay tuned. Don't f- don't be shy. Just do it. <laughs> that's all we need. That's all we ask. But anyways, so. Uh, let's start with the first topic. You know what? Uh, let's give it to one of the guests. I will give it to Brian. Uh, so, uh, what what is it that's on your mind that you'd like to discuss? So, mine uh, technically is from a couple weeks ago, but you know, it is still fresh in everyone's mind. Uh, basically, talking about the new classic mode in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Um, not so much what it is, but more what it's not, because uh, all the mainstream media and even Square Enix <laughs> is touting it as a turn-based mode. When in fact it is not a turn-based mode, or at least not in the the same way that it was back in original Final Fantasy VII and pretty much every Final Fantasy game before ten or before uh, eleven, I should say. Um, and basically, like the the main thing that I want to really talk about is the fact that um, you know it's it's dubbed as this classic mode. Um, basically, all it does is it allows you to not have to move around characters, and all you do basically uh, during battles is choose what kind of magic you want to use. Uh, if you want to do limit breaks, like that kind of stuff, you don't move your characters, you don't defend, you don't do anything like that. So in essence, as, as, as opposed to being a, a, a turn-based mode, it's more like an easier mode. So and if you look at it on the, the menu, the, the videos that they have of it, um, it's listed in there as classic and then easy and then normal. So I, I'm viewing classic as easier and then easy and then normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was, I was talking about it with one of my other friends and, you know, I, I'm not a, a game developer, but it seems to me like it wouldn't be that much effort to put an actual turn-based mode. And I, I should preface this by, by saying that I am an old-school gamer, right? Um, mm. I'm not a fan of Final Fantasy 15. I didn't like Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> Any of the more action-oriented Final Fantasies, I'm not really a, a, a fan of. And while Final Fantasy VII Remake might be a super awesome game, very few people know because very few people have played it at, at this point, at least more than just the, the one demo mission that they've had at the various shows. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to like Final Fantasy VII Remake for what it is. The problem that I have is, you know, Square is making Final Fantasy VII Remake for the people that bought Final Fantasy XV more so than they are for the people that really enjoyed Final Fantasy VII. Mm. You know, and I'm sure there's a decent amount of crossover there. Like, I'm not saying that if you enjoyed VII, you didn't also enjoy XV or vice versa. All I'm saying is that Square isn't going, hey, what would Final Fantasy VII fans really like? They're, they're going, hey, what has sold for us recently? Let's make it like that. Um, and I don't think it'd be that much effort to really go in there and make it a proper turn-based mode. And when I say proper turn-based, uh, all I mean by, by that is when you, when you get into a certain proximity to, to, to an enemy, it, t- it does a little free screen and hey, however it transitions into a, a static battle. And then all you have to do is you have the enemy on one side and you have all your characters lined up on the other side and that's it, you know? And to me, you know, that isn't a ton of programming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like, granted, it's not going to be something that you can just implement overnight, but you could probably put, you know, a couple of people on it and have that implemented and bug tested within like a month, you know, because I don't think that that's something that's really that difficult to say, hey, when you get within this proximity of an enemy, go, go to this scene and then take, you know, for each area, you'll have whatever background it's going to use, you know, line the enemy up here, line your party up here, and then go. 
you know, you know, um, you know that would be a classic you know what's funny to me about that, and it's actually kind of funny when you that you brought this up because uh, uh, I didn't get a chance to to play the tur- the the, the turn base that they said that they were that they were adding to the uh, to to the remake, but I did we I did get a chance to do a behind closed door session at a Tokyo Game Show uh, last week uh, on it, and uh, yeah, the game style is beautiful. But like where it comes to your point on that, I I'm totally agree with you on that because the biggest thing was i i've i've always had a, an issue with uh with square enix because like you know the, the, the games that we grew up on uh like final fantasy 7 final fantasy 8 9 and beyond before that and stuff yeah they 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 had this fixation on turn base but for some reason like after 10 they just refuse to do it. Like they just think that, like yeah. that, that it's dead. Like and that, and that's the mentality that I've always thought that 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 Square Enix has always kind of gone through. And uh, and they feels like that they that when someone mentions turn based, because when you think about it, like think about like all the other games that that's technically a SquareSoft game, but it's not made by it's not Square. Like Octopath Traveler, for instance, it was made by a third party company that's yeah. owned by Square by Square or uh or what's it called? Uh, I am Setsuna. And stuff like that. That they made an RPG development because it was a turn. It was turn based, but they don't want to have the SquareSoft name on it. So, like the biggest thing is like I've, I've, I feel like that uh, to really say about what you're saying, Brian, is that they can do it, but they just don't want to. Because I mean, they well, can what, easily. What, what's do even it. funnier about Octopath Traveler is when it first started development, it was going to be a Final Fantasy game. Like oh, it wasn't going to be a, a, a wow. mainstream, but they were going to call it Final Fantasy whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and like h- halfway through development, Square is like, eh, we don't want this to have the Final Fantasy name. And, and that's when they changed it to Octopath Traveler. So like that was originally going to be a Final Fantasy game developed by a, a third party studio. And Square is just like, no, no, it's turn based. Don't want to do that. I mean, I'm sure there were other reasons, but they, they basically said this doesn't really fit within Final Fantasy. That's, that's, that's why they have World of Final Fantasy as well, mm-hmm. you know, as this kind of offshoot Final Fantasy game. Where you know you've got I don't know I, like World of Final Fantasy was okay but you know the whole stacking system I'm like I don't know. it was a weird but, system yeah I mean you, you, yeah. you could you could just say that it's just a really weird system when it's yeah. like like why like why do you want to stack uh, stack your people on you I mean it's really weird but uh, no but uh, I'm sorry were you gonna say something cutie I didn't mean to uh, I thought I heard you oh no I just was really surprised to hear that about Octopath uh-huh. I just think it's really weird that they like refuse to go back to that kind of system because. Clearly, people still like it. Octopath's yeah. a really popular game, so it's really weird. Oh no, you're totally yeah. I mean, it's like like I said, like I just feel like they just do not like turn based. I mean, that's just that's the that's the mentality that I'm kind of getting uh, from this. It's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, because like you know, it's funny um, because the time that I do have when I, to play on my own, there is a game I am playing right now that I that that I am in love with right now. It's called a uh, uh, Legends of Cold Steel. Oh no. Trails of Cold Steel uh, on the uh, PS4. It's a remake that came out on the PS3, and it's just a classic uh, turn-based RPG, and it's great. Uh, uh, but for some reason, uh, it feels that like because uh, then, and then when you like because uh, one of the things I couldn't stand on 15 was that it was it was just there was no like you know like 
trick to it. Like it was just it was simple. You press X or you press oh, I'm sorry, you press the uh, yep. you press the you press the X button constantly and uh and there was like uh and you had to move around. It was kind of like it kind of felt like there was uh, like I mean you had hard bosses but there was no kind of skill to kind of get around all of that. And that's what really kind of didn't attune for me with with 15 as much as what uh, uh, as much as I wanted it to be. But like for the most part, uh yeah, I mean I I am totally on the same boat. I totally agree with you, Brian, uh, when it comes to that. But uh, uh, they they feel like they can. They, they, I think that I, I kind of think it could be just an art. Could it possibly be just maybe an artistic kind of view of what they were wanting, like a vision that they were wanting to kind of update with the times, I suppose. But um, I mean, it's hard yeah. to say. I mean, like like I don't have any problem with how Five and Seven Remake is right now. Like my thing is, if you're gonna call Five and Seven Remake, and you're, if you're gonna say that you're doing this for all the Final Fantasy Seven fans. Like I said, I don't think it'd be that much effort to put a proper turn-based mode in the game. And it's almost, to me, like yeah. a slap in the face for them to be like, hey, look, here's classic mode, when, like, really all that is is you don't control your character basically at all. You know? Like, I'm just like, you know, like, because clearly they're, they're hearing the, the outcry. And to be fair, it is a minority of, of players that are saying we want turn-based, you know? Um, so I understand that, but I feel like, you know, like I don't expect Final Fantasy 16 to be turn-based or have a turn-based mode at all, mm-hmm. you know, but when, when I, when I, when I look at Final Fantasy VII Remake and, you know, when I first heard it was announced, I was super excited, you know, and then when I saw it was action-based, I'm like, oh, well, there goes my entire excitement because I don't want to play an action-based Final Fantasy VII. You know, they, yeah. they've done side games of Final Fantasy VII that were all action-based. I don't need a new Final Fantasy VII with all these awesome graphics to also be action-based, mm-hmm. or at least if it is action-based, add a turn-based mode right. which like i said i don't think it'd be that much effort to do a proper turn-based mode instead of this kind of classic throwaway mode that they've, they've given us yeah and while you were talking i actually pulled up sales of the of the series final fantasy 7 is the, the best-selling game at 13 million copies wow. um followed by final fantasy 10 at 10 million and mm. then final fantasy 6 and then 8 and then we get to final fantasy 15 you know, <laughs> and you have to keep in mind that Final Fantasy 15 is on PS4 and Xbox uh, One, which are both significantly higher selling consoles than like the older Super Nintendo yeah. and NES and that kind of stuff. Right. You know. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, because you look at Final Fantasy 7, that was single platform. Final Fantasy 15 is on multiple platforms on PC, Xbox One and PS4 and still sold just a little more than half the number of copies of Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, I mean, you know. like, uh, uh, you know, oh God, you remember the Gambit system on Final Fantasy twelve? Yeah, well, so I was a really big fan of Final Fantasy eleven as an MMO. Oh, I did too. Um, mm-hmm. And I always thought of Final Fantasy twelve as like an offline version of eleven. You know, obviously uh, different story and everything. But I remember when when I, when I first played twelve, and I, I went out and into the you know one of the random fields. And I, uh, there was this this NPC out there that I thought was was an enemy because it was standing in like the field. So I'm like, oh, let me go over and fight this thing. And it casts heal on me, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Why did this random <laughs> thing cast heal on me? And I was like, you know, because it, it makes it feel like you're playing with with other players. Like, why is there a random player out here who's not a player because they're, they're AI who just casts heal on me as I pass by? I'm like, really? Like, yeah. you're just trying to make this Final Fantasy XI, but offline. Yeah, so. that's that's just yeah, that's so weird. Uh, well, I mean, well, when you come to those kind of because, like, I mean, I think twelve was the experiment. Because like I mean eleven, because yeah. eleven was like you know its own thing. We don't we don't no one counts eleven to be its own. It's it's an MMO which had an incredible story in my opinion. It will at yep, the time, yep. uh, but uh, but twelve like twelve on 
they they were trying to they were trying to uh, find a new niche that they could find in the in an RPG that was kind of like I wouldn't say broken because because uh, like twelve was the gambit system, thirteen was more like you know uh, actively moving. People were still were constantly moving around and then doing these weird things. But then it got too like it got too complicated with this with their with their systems and stuff. And then if you noticed it, because like when they did all these kind of small tweaks and stuff, they're like, okay, thirteen was a little complicated with like the arts. Uh, with the arts and the chain links and all these different kinds of things that were going on let's oh dumb God. it yeah yeah let's dumb it down let's go to 15 and we'll make it simple one person which one of the biggest pet peeves i have in any kind of rpg is if you cannot control any of your guys like yeah. besides just one person it just really pisses me off because it's like i remember playing persona 3 that way and i was <laughs> like why can't i control three other people on my team like it was ridiculous but uh yeah so like uh yeah so when they did that it was just showing that they're they're, they're trying to find the next big thing and then uh and then with seven when they're when, when you're looking for a, a company that's like convinced that they think that turn base is flawed i would say uh, then I not I'm really not surprised that they're that they were going that direction. I mean, like like so, like it's unfortunate because I I still think turn based is there's still there's still a nice room of uh of great games that are turn based. Like I mean hell uh hell look at Persona Five for for instance. It's like one of the yeah. big, the biggest or games. even uh, yeah. Dragon Quest the most recent Dragon Quest. That's yeah. that's traditional turn based. Yeah yeah, and Dragon Quest is the same company, which is funny to me. So like it's like uh so <laughs> like uh it's so weird to me that. That they that they just refuse to do it, and then it's like, but uh, I don't I don't know. It's like it's so it's so odd uh, odd that they're that they're kind of fighting against uh, fighting against the waves with it, but uh, especially for RPG play people that like love well, like the, RPGs. They're, they're, they're trying to make it cater to wider audience, and I understand that because like if you look at you know like like you said the evolution, even just looking at thirteen, right? When when thirteen first came out, it was like okay, this is a little bit harder. It was kind of closer to to, to twelve and then to to fifteen. Then you have thirteen two, mm. you know, and that got a little easier. And mm. then you know, lightning returns, and that got a little easier. Yep. You know, and then fifteen, where they just basically went straight action with stripped like RPG it. elements. Yeah, they just stripped you know? it. They they essentially yeah. just stripped everything. But uh, and yeah. you can even you can even look at at the evolution from Final Fantasy eleven to Final Fantasy fourteen, right? You know, because that's MMO to MMO. Yeah. Final Fantasy eleven was based off of uh, EverQuest, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but that was the major influence for it. And it was it was a grind. I thoroughly enjoyed that grind. I but love it was the a grind. Grind, the grind was not awesome. an easy game to play. Yeah, yeah. like it, it, was it wasn't not, for like everybody. It, it would, when you joined a party in eleven, you immediately <laughs> knew if somebody was a, a bad player or not. You know, <laughs> that's true. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. Fourteen. Uh, were, were you going to say something, cutie? I'm sorry. Did, did we? Uh, uh, did we? I, I thought you were going to say something. I had a quick question. Yeah. So I haven't played. I played seven, but not eight. Mm-hmm. So I know they did a remake for eight as well. So is there no kind of mode like this for eight, or was eight not turn based? Well, no. so so they they remastered eight, kind of like they they remastered oh, ten so and not twelve. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like not a full good. remake. Um, so like eight is literally the exact same game, just a little bit better looking graphics. Gotcha. And when I say a little bit, I, a I little mean bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, that was a night day. <laughs> That was a night and day difference. <laughs> you had like block, like uh, oh, like okay. originally. You remember like blocky cloud if uh, in seven, like in those like in the sh- yeah. blocky chibi uh, cloud. Yeah, that that was non-existent in eight. Like they actually had the the mm-hmm. the character sprites. I mean, even though in distances they were still kind of you know blotchy, but they for the most part they were still like a tall person and stuff like that. That like it was very very yeah. uh, nice. 
but uh yeah but uh, for the most part no i mean before before we before we move on on this brian though i do have a question which uh which final fantasy would you say is your one of your fa- is your favorite one um so uh, 11 is is my favorite just because i have so many memories with friends and stuff of playing uh 11 and like <laughs> that that grind with every class from 1 to 75 oh, 75 God. cap 11 i should say we, we don't talk about when they raise the cap beyond 75 right oh, so 75 right. cap 11 okay fair um, enough would would be my favorite if we're talking offline Final Fantasy. I'll say nine. Nine. Oh um, god, dude, you're yeah. like you're like a mirror image of me right now. But yeah, the uh, uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, yeah the eleven. Oh god, you remember uh, Chains of Promethea, the expansion of Chains of yeah. Promethea. Oh god, I remember. And you remember like it was like you said it was not an easy game. But you remember when you had to go to the different accesses like at the very beginning of the quest to do it. Like you had to go to three different spires. Uh, yeah, we had a disc. I, I remember, like you're you're totally right about memories, but like I remember the the coolest one was that this was like when chains just came out, and it was really hard to take those spires down. And uh, when we like we got a disconnect when we were at the very end, we we're about to fight the boss. Oh. Yeah, and uh, we we're like, <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh god, it's like so. I guess it was a wipe because we were like in this thing for like two hours, and we we're like, yeah, I guess okay, I guess we're screwed. There's nothing we can do about it. It's like. Well, we can still fight and see where it goes, and then so we did it, and we actually beat the guy. Uh, uh, like, wow. yeah, beat the guy wow. at the time, and I was we were like so hyped. We were on this like one like we all like gave each other a pat on the backs. So we all like said, "Oh, hey, let's join a link shell. We'll make a link shell, and we'll do all these different kinds of things." And then like we all grouped up because we because we we felt so accomplished in doing that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah th- no, but eleven was one of my favorite. Like that was the only MMO I was actually serious about. Everything yeah, else, no, so same, like, same here, same yeah. here. Like I, was, yeah, <laughs> I love that, that was, game. Yeah, you're right. Once, you know, I, 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 I can't even listen to to music from that game without like getting sentimental. Yes, that's very true. I mean, I played that game for I think like five years. It was it was a good game. It was a great game though. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say something? Did you say something again? Uh, Kitty uh, broke yeah. up. I was asking, you guys didn't play any um, classic WoW back in the day? Oh God, nope. no! Nope. <laughs> like, okay, this this is my whole thing with WoW. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with WoW at all. I mean, well, it's easy mode. Yeah, it's like like when I played the game, the second I played that game, I was like, why am I fighting? Why do I have to? Why do I have to kill like 20 rabbits for this one stupid quest that I don't even care about? Like, and then it's just a whole list of different kinds of things of like just busy work, and then I felt like you know, I'm not being really truly yep. accomplished unless i was actually playing uh quest uh the main story quest but like even that wasn't fun it was because like the, the story wasn't really that cool it was, it was really that cool uh i think i was burning crusade was where it was at when uh when we when i started playing but uh, when i tried playing it and i was like no nah, this is not the same as 11 11 story was really good oh my god yeah. so amazing <laughs> yeah like uh, yeah. uh uh i think i stopped at treasures of octagon i think that's where that was the last one i stopped at playing but like uh but like change of Prometheus is probably by far my favorite storyline of them all so like i i can't nothing compares to that and then like uh but i can't tell anyone to, to come by and play i will not tell someone to play it because it's not the same kind of style as it oh, was no. like that long ago but still it was yeah. something that i will cherish uh, throughout my time though so now they, they 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 do have uh classic servers for it not like wow classic where it's an official thing but like they you could they people have private servers where they have like the older versions of, of the game on there still oh really? yeah. yeah 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 it's, it's obviously okay. not anywhere nearly as, as populated and they, they they've got different mods like different servers will have like power leveling mods and, and things like that so mm-hmm. like you know it makes it some quality of life changes yeah. Um, it's it's not the same, you know, obviously as it was when it was you know active at yeah. the level seventy five cap. 
But uh, yeah, I, I, I played all the way up until I think Wings Wings of the Goddess. I think was, was oh my last that was extension. right. Wings of the Goddess was yeah. the was the, the one. You're right. I I I passed that. Wings of the Goddess was the last one I played. I didn't really touch wings that much though but still yeah, yeah and that's for them most nowadays there's no way in hell i have the time to do it so there we go <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I tried playing some final fantasy 14 and i just it was too easy like like don't get me wrong like obviously if you're running you know like i remember when i when i first started playing and you know the um, the, the the bahamas coil or coil whatever it was called i don't remember uh that was like really difficult to do but it was difficult because you know, almost of the server lag, right? Because, like, when I first started playing 14, I was playing on PS3, mm. and it had crazy uh, it, server lag to the point where, like, you, you would see the little circle of saying where, where the enemy is going to attack, and you'd literally have, like, two seconds to move after you saw the circle because of all the, the, the server latency. Oh, I switched to, to PS4. When, when that came out, it got a little better. I switched mm. to PC, it got a little better. But, like, in 11, the challenge was, like, how well you played your class and yeah. how well you know you you fought the enemy that you're fighting and 14 the, the, the skill is in do you know whatever pattern it is to to avoid the enemy attacks you yeah, know they, they give you the the the, yep. the yeah the ring of circle the ring of fire and all that stuff yeah dude i knew it though i remember like uh, i was a ninja in the 11 and i was like uh oh you gotta blink at the right time so you can tank it yep. correctly and stuff like that and then they don't there's there was no like cheat timers or anything it was actually pretty yeah it was crazy no, yeah, like, and, and that's what i was saying like you knew if somebody was good at their job <laughs> in 11 you know what i mean mm -hmm. like like you knew if somebody was, was a decent ninja because they took no damage and then they held hate yeah you know because yeah. i remember partying with several ninjas where i'm just like wow you cannot hold hate <laughs> like crap. at all <laughs> uh, you yeah. know well, we're digressing extremely, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, cutie pie. Let it's your you're up at bat. What do you have to bring on the table? Um, so my topic kind of focused around uh, TwitchCon, which is going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it'd be important to bring up since um we've had a slew of events um like CEO Evo um where people have been concerned about like safety and things like that mm -hmm. so i'm not sure if you guys saw like the like mass viral tweets about twitchcon leaving out like the table full of beers I and have, like sodas yes. unattended mm -hmm. yeah it's been a huge problem and even though they got all that backlash on twitter like the first day they haven't changed it throughout the weekend so there have been some people that were like concerned about their safety and a, a few people were actually hospitalized and like had some stuff in their system so i think like it's a it's starting to become a big issue for people that go to events uh especially with what happened at the evo after party it's yeah scary i don't know what happened at the evo after party what happened at the evo after party i didn't go oh, so at the evo after party um basically uh notable player's girlfriend had her drink roofied and oh, then um wow another uh, male player had taken a drink that was meant for his female friend and he was roofied as well Jeez, so man. it was a a big scare yeah oh, okay so here's the thing yeah, there's also been a lot of allegations about certain notable players you know putting those roofies and drinks and taking people up to their, their hotel rooms and stuff and yeah, yeah there, there's been a lot of stuff coming out of that that evil after party yeah oh my god this is terrible yeah, but like with that happening a lot of accusations from previous events then arose like um, some people are saying this happened to me at Combo Breaker or CEO. So it seems to be like a recurring issue. Yeah. And it doesn't really seem like, to me, it doesn't look like TwitchCon is really taking it very, very seriously. 
with the drink still being left that way two days later. Okay, I'm gonna play a little bit of devil. And for, for the drinks, are, are you talking about the, the, those ones that have like the 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 pictures of the the streamers on them? Because I, I saw drinks where like they, they put the picture of the streamer on it, or is that completely different? No, what happened was that oh, they, no, no, okay, no, what different. they did so originally. They have, um, like they have all these different like party areas and like partner parties, and they have these long tables of like red solo cups where um, oh, okay. there's like open beer and open soda that they just fill up and leave there. And I guess these tables are not attended, attended all the time. So a lot of people were just kind of concerned about even anyone taking those drinks. And I know that as of this morning, uh, three people did say that they had to visit the hospital because they had something in their drinks last night. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah. Like, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate and if There's been here. nothing like yeah. official from Twitch at all. So like, have they acknowledged it? No, not at all. Hey, wait, can y'all hear me? That, that's what I found interesting about the, the Evo incident as well, is that, you know, Evo recently did, did, did a poll talking about, well, you know, hitboxes are, are legal and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, so you'll publicly talk about hitbox, but you won't publicly talk we'll about all this stuff it. that went on at the, the after party. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Exactly. Can y'all hear yeah, me? Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting, too. I did see, like, some of the other events, um, like, put out, like, tweets and uh, posts about, how they take things like that seriously and people will be banned if they're caught um, or banning people that were proven to have done certain actions. But we never did hear anything from Evo or, you know, their official TOs. Um, so it, it is kind of a concern that these events that are like so big and notable that a lot of us would aim to go to each year, they don't really seem to be acknowledging it or maybe not taking it seriously. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I think, and you you would think, especially following like the big Me Too movement and all that kind of stuff, you think like they take extra care uh, to make sure because a lot of the influencers at TwitchCon are female, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's really interesting that that Twitch is not kind of taking that more seriously, you know, because you you know if it happened to like one of the the big ones, like if it happened to like Pokemon or something, then you know Twitch would would immediately be like, oh, hold on, hold, you know what I mean. Well, you know what? I'm going to play thing. a little bit of a of a devil's advocate here. Uh, and it's kind of, and and uh, I'm not saying in any in any way because I mean this is a serious, this is very serious and, and and stuff. But it's possible. I'm just saying it's very possible that Twitch didn't think about. I mean, I mean because Twitch isn't really you know. I don't think Twitch didn't think that that would be a possibility. They were giving the uh, they were they were thinking that they are not. Yeah, they are not that people are not that you know uh, evil. In a, in a sense, let's yeah. just say that because I I mean that's what it is. Like I feel like uh, I feel like nowadays, especially nowadays, is that you that that you can't give room to like that kind of that kind of level of thinking nowadays because uh, there are there are people that are going to take advantage of it. And uh, and now I'm not going to say for right now until I get more information about you know people being sick uh, like uh, the people people say that they were that they were roofied at at twitchcon because i mean uh, now the problem on that is that there's you're at you're at a streaming convention and now you got people that are going to that could easily say oh i got roofied because of this when everyone knows that this is happening yeah. but at the same time though twitchcon needs to like yeah twitch needs to be aware that that isn't like i mean come on you can't just leave open containers of alcohol on a table un uh, like unattended and not expect even just soda yeah you know it's yeah, a, not yeah. Even soda. that's just as bad as just saying just leaving a loaded weapon to a and give it to a baby and just close the door <laughs> i mean it's just kind of it's very stupid it's, it's dumb it's very very stupid but yeah. uh i really feel that twitch maybe have just thought that there was what like they gave 
people benefit of the doubt that these people are will under like they, they'll they'll be like okay guys we we'll, we trust you that you're not gonna you're not gonna do this to people but you know you know how people are nowadays it's like you cannot yeah. you cannot take that risk feel- anymore. Like looking at the other side of it, though, like I, I think Twitch of all people, you know, of all companies should be well aware of that because, you know, it seems like every other week that they're banning somebody for saying a derogatory term or streaming from a bathroom or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that is a constant thing on Twitch, right? Twitch is full so, of double I, standards. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Yeah. You're totally yeah. right. And I also feel like uh, I think it was last year's TwitchCon, they had uh, Coke bottles because, you know, they, they had those Coke bottles that had names on them. Right. You know, you could go buy them at the store or whatever. And I remember last year, maybe the year here before last, they had um, Coke bottles, but they put the names of every streamer on them. So I, I'm like, was it, I, I can't imagine it was a cost-saving measure to just get solo cups. You know, when, when you've got Little Dicky playing your opening party or whatever, mm-hmm. cost clearly isn't an issue, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. So was it's it like, really? Last yeah, year? yeah, they, they, they had Little Dicky played. I don't know if it was some, someone else's party or whatever, but it was, it was all the influencers that were at the opening night party, whether it was Twitch or sponsored by somebody else, had Little Dicky there. And I'm like, if you can afford Little Dicky to play your party... Not only that, though, you know, like two years ago it was Marshmallow. So, like, I was just yeah. like, yeah, so I can't even, like, I mean, you're totally right. I mean, well, money is definitely not an option. I mean, shoot, I mean, they're owned by they're owned by Amazon. So, yeah. like, there's no way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, I don't, I don't know. I know you said that Twitch is full of double standards at TwitchCon. It's completely, like, unrelated to the mm. Rufy situation. But um, I don't know if you guys heard, but another famous streamer, he usually does like IRL streams. Mm-hmm. He got banned for two weeks for asking for someone's phone number at TwitchCon, like what? a staff member. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there like something else to it, or he did yeah, just like hey, something. can I have your they phone number? They're like your bank. No, yeah, there was something they else. Was there was something else to that though, because I actually did. I saw the video of it, yeah. and it was the fact that uh, he, uh, the person that he asked the person's phone number for, was well, not only was part of Twitch staff, but the person also said that. She did not want to be on camera, and she's he never changed the camera oh. view out of it. So, so what happened was that now there wasn't because of the phone number. It was more on the fact that since he like they didn't want to be on camera, and he kept on filming. So that's that I would make yeah that would make the most sense. And but that's no, why it's invasion of privacy. Yeah, that's why it's invasion of privacy. So like, uh, okay. yeah, that so it does make sense. But then again, though, too, I mean, that dude was like, <laughs> like he was. I saw the video. I was like, man, okay. So he's like, because he comes up and he says like, uh, I haven't had a girlfriend in a while, and um, like, and it's like, like that's that was his that was his pickup line was to start it all out, and I was like, what is going on here? This does not sound. This is going to yeah. go well. <laughs> so. So yeah. So then, so, so the the question that I have then, this is the first I've heard of this. So the question I have is, um, was he doing it as like a joke? Like, was he trying to entertain his audience, or did he actually want her her phone number and that? Like, you know what I mean? You know, what uh, I mean? he was entertaining Twitch, his I feel audience. Like he could be the way. Yeah, he was entertain. He was definitely entertaining the audience. Okay, I mean, so he wasn't like actually like, hey, I haven't a girlfriend in a while. What's your like? He was trying to be entertaining about. Yeah, it. that's exactly okay. it. I mean, but no, no, you're totally, but the, you're totally right. You know what? I'm actually surprised though. This year's TwitchCon is more tame on the different kinds of things. Cause you remember last year's thing about that one guy who said that uh, that he feels that he's better than his uh, than his viewers or whatever oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So like, I mean, there was a lot of and there was a lot of other crazy stuff that was happening, and I was on Ground Zero on that one, and that one was a. Uh, but to say that this year is actually much more tamer, I would say that. Uh, than what it, uh what what it was the year years before so but uh no but no the biggest no but you're, you're totally right though uh 
you would think that immediately Twitch would just do something about that <laughs> over kind of getting back to your deal. At <clears throat> least make a statement, right? At least yeah. say something. Something. I mean, it's kind of weird that you would that you're that, that what's even worse is that you're, if you're doing this in multiple days, that means that you're kind of being a little tone deaf about it. So that's like, um, yeah. So that's like that's saying my uh, biggest concern. Yeah. Two days or three days after the tweets went viral about this, it's like the tables of the cups are still there. <laughs> what's going on yeah. yeah i don't i don't understand but you know, in a, i i, I kind of feel like i don't envy twitch at all because part of my job is dealing with some of these these, these influencers mm. and some of them have like the biggest egos like they think they're just like megazars mm. and granted you look at like like a ninja or dr lupo yeah like they they have essentially celebrity status right but i'm talking mm. more like the people that have say 100k followers or something like that you know that yeah. that streamed like 500 people or a thousand people yeah. Like they just think like, oh, because I'm being paid to, to be at this event or whatever, I have all these privileges and stuff. And it's like, no, dude, I don't even know who you are. The ego, you know? the ego is real, yeah. definitely, totally right. The ego is funny because like I think like really the one of the biggest streamers that I that I, cause I when I'm on Twitch, I usually don't like to follow like or or I'm not I'm not really big on the twi- uh, on knowing big followers and stuff. I like kind of seeing the underbelly like finding the person that's playing the weirdest games and stuff like that but uh uh the one yeah. i do yeah the ones i do i mean besides maximilian dude i've really i've always loved his content um but uh uh the one that i uh the big the biggest guy i know was co carnage and like you don't hear anything about like the stuff that happens with co carnage though but like he's he's a big hit but he's a big he's a really big uh twitch streamer and he's been around there forever and it's like but you don't hear anything about like you don't hear any crazy dramas about it that's that's the one thing that's how you know you're doing something right though it's <laughs> the yeah. way like that and that's and and uh that's uh and i mean this is my own opinion i'm not a big fan of like in real life uh, irl streamers because of that it's like because they're just trying to get the shock value as well as like what's the next big thing and stuff it's like okay cool i mean that's your own that's 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 your own prerogative to do it but it's like but just to act a fool to a point that you're going to be causing this much of a commotion it's definitely not worth it to me you know yep so yeah but anyways that was cool that's a great that was a good topic cutie i, I definitely like that uh a good one good one to bring um okay so mine on the table i'm gonna bring it to uh oops uh bring it to a game uh uh, uh back to gaming a little bit uh this one uh it was about um call of duty surprisingly enough <laughs> so I'm not a big Call of Duty fan, but the uh, the thing that Call of Duty is doing, I wanted to kind of get y'all's y'all's uh, pick y'all's mind on. Like, um, uh, so basically, uh, on Polygon uh, itself, they announced this. Uh, they they announced more information about this year's uh, version of Call of Duty that's coming out. But the thing that and, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, it's more Call of Duty. I don't care. But the thing that kind of got my interest was that Call of Duty on P uh, is giving a an exclusive mode to ps4 specifically for ps4 for, and then the, the exclusivity deal is a year long and it's like the shelf all that matters in call yeah, of duty. yeah. <laughs> the shelf life of a call of duty wow. game is a year so it's virtually a year <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> so this mode's called spec ops survival mode uh and it's a feature that's specifically in this this year's call of duty and it's not, it's something it's not a new brand new mode it's something that's that they've had since i believe like i don't know like four or five call of duties ago or so but the big the, the big question is it's like how like 
is does that do you feel like that itself exclusivity on a mode uh is like that's a little ridiculous to me like to say that you're going like i mean i can understand an exclusive stage i can understand maybe an exclusive yeah. like like character that that uh on the system that because it's a character that maybe a uh, two like if uh, call of duty had uh what's his name from uh gears of war it's going to be specifically on the Xbox One because it's an Xbox, Xbox character. Yeah. Makes sense, but like to say that, like, uh, if you to put a mode of pl- to to play, like to try out it to be on a specific system for the longevity of the game, like a year, like it's kind of like if Madden decided to say, "Hey, we're going to have franchise mode, but only on PS4." <laughs> you know, it's like like uh like uh some for a year long. It's like, don't you feel like that's going to hurt the game, or do you feel like it? Uh, and even for the consumer, it's like a consumer who doesn't like, let's say, doesn't like PlayStation and loves their Xbox One and stuff, but they and they and they're a big hardcore fan of Call of Duty. It's like, don't you feel like that's kind of screwing the consumer as well? Like, uh, like what do y'all think? What do y'all think about like exclusivity deals like that? Like to that extent? Like, uh, what? Like, how do y'all feel about that? I mean, to me, this is this is Activision making a cash grab like they always do. It's nothing different you know, with Activision, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Sony paid a lot more than... Because, you know, Sony has the, the advertising rights, right? Which is why, you know, like DLC first on, on PS4 mm-hmm. as opposed to last console cycle when it was DLC first on 360. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like Sony paid even more for you know this mode uh, at least i would hope so i hope it's not activision going well wait, what can we give sony this year since it's part of the contract oh let's give them this mode for you i hope that wasn't the case right <laughs> i hope sony's like here's a here's a ton of money you know do something bigger if we can or whatever but um i, I definitely think like it's it's an issue it, it, especially since this year is the first year it's gonna have crossplay. Oh, yeah. i'm like how do you sit there and announce crossplay for the first time ever in call of duty and then, you know, at the end of that sentence, be like, oh, by the way, but here's this mode that's only exclusive to PS4 for a year. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, it's, it, 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 it reminds me of, of Call of Duty with their, their league, how they're alienating teams by making it a franchise model, trying to be like Overwatch. It's, it's oh Activision making mistakes. Yeah. I mean, come on. No, well, that is like a kid. We talked about that the other day, too. We were like, what the like, what the hell are they thinking about that one? That was like the amount of money that they were putting in or or wanting franchises to, to put in on that is just insane. I don't even understand like 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 how that how that will work. But uh, but yeah, but no, but coming to that, though, too, like, I mean, like just in general like uh could they what if this is like a norm that 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 could essentially like you know stretch to other to other things or so like like uh let's say that uh let's say any kind of specific like any multi-platform game could essentially say oh you can get this mode but this is an xbox one exclusive or this mode i mean like like when loot crates were created when all when all that was initially created, uh, it started somewhere, and then it just grew because it was like, oh, we made Buku bucks, and this was a fat, this was a really good, uh, a really good grab, and then we could justify it saying, hey, this is good, this is justify uh, uh, us to uh, to run um, uh, to have a team uh, to update and upgrade and stuff like that for it. It's like I just feel like this is like a can of worm that we're open that that we're opening with this kind of with this kind of logic, you know? I mean, it just seems really 
it's kind of scary in a way, but it's kind of at the same time. It's it's no it's to no it's not my surprise that they would do something like this. Like 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 you said, uh, uh, with Kodak and uh, Activision uh, to do something like this. And well, uh, I mean, like I think part of the issue is that you know gamers don't vote with their wallet. You know, like everyone's going to buy Call of Duty this year, and a majority of people yeah. are going to buy the PS4 version because of this. Mm. You know, uh, even though there's a lot of angry outrage to it right now, Activision's like, all right, well, the game's still going to sell just as much as it always does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it would it'd be one thing if, if all of a sudden Call of Duty sales took a 20% hit, mm. you know, because people were like, no, but yeah. I'm not doing Call of Duty this year. You know, but that's not going to be the case. Like, Call of Duty is, is you know, I'm sure three days after release, Activision's going to be announcing, oh, we broke this record and that record and all this kind of stuff, you know, so... In the end, there's outrage now, and then in two months, you know, Activision's going to be like, yep, we're still rolling in money, so clearly you guys didn't care that much. Now, <laughs> next year, we're going to do a mode for PS4, then a different mode for Xbox, and then a different mode for the PS5 version, so you can buy that one, too. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what's... If, if this is successful for them, that's where it's going to go. That's and that's what's scary. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's... I think that... Oh no! I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. You, I, I've talked a lot already. <laughs> um, on this topic, I think that it definitely kind of screws the PC and Xbox consumers. But, um, in my opinion, I know a lot of people debate over which console's better. I mm. feel like right now, PS4 is kind of in a better place, um, and a lot more people may have PS4. I feel like um, those gamers that play these shooters on PC or Xbox are kind of a minority to ps4 gamers so mm. i don't think it will really like generally affect things but i don't like the idea that they're doing this because i feel i feel like any other game can just pick up the same logic and soon it'll just kind of it might get a little out of control or annoying to have to have every console or have to worry about that being a thing if you're passionate about a franchise yeah that's true uh lucent i just said uh it is very true that people say one thing and end up uh supporting uh with with the money with the dollar signs and, and it's 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 a shame though too because like you know it's funny because like there can you imagine one time like where would you know that this is kind of like an injustice and then you know you don't have to tell people that like don't buy this or don't do this they just know it's wrong and then he just didn't do it. The, <laughs> yeah, you know, the only time that I've really, really ever encountered that, uh, the most recent, I'd say, would be Battlefront 2 when it first came out. Because, uh, like, no one, re- uh, people refused to get that because they saw how, how aggressive the the the, loot, the the microtransactions and the loot crate boxes were in that uh, uh, for that game. And it's unfortunate because the game is actually not bad. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to give your money to, like, a bad, uh, like, uh, for that kind of, uh, you know, incentives to, to, to give, uh, like, EA to, to, to totally, uh, like, make it even worse for you. So, like, uh, like exactly. you're totally right about Call of Duty. I mean, Call of Duty is, is a big enough since it's been around forever. It's already has its, like the uh, their loyal fans to play uh to play the games and stuff and they're going to probably get a p like if they don't have one now they'll probably get possibly get one uh just to play that one mode for the whole year but uh but but there's going to be a time where it's like you gotta you're gonna have to ask yourself like man are they is this is uh like is this what we're gonna is this just the gate like is this gonna be the gate that's going uh the last straw that's gonna that's gonna break the camel's back right there because that's what I'm worried about. Uh, like uh, it, it starts with Call of Duty, but let's, but it could it could just spill over with other stuff. Like you can easily see how 
maybe like let's say Square, say Square Enix or something sees that sees how successful this becomes, and then they decide to try to implement that in one of their other games or uh, or something like that, or like uh, you know just something just something like that it just kind of is what is what kind of fears uh, I'm always kind of worried about when I see stuff like you this, want turn-based so. mode and Final Fantasy VII remake <laughs> PS4 only <laughs> PS4 only on PS4 yeah though right like uh, and that's exact or it's DLC or some kind of random BS or something like that or the expansion or some so or of some sort you know so like uh, that's that's like when you see like that that's like it it seems small now but i'm just looking in a bigger picture that i feel that it's just like you want to keep an eye on these kind of small things because these small things be- make becomes bigger bigger issues in the future like, I'll be uh, like the only thing that that i'll say toward that is i do think if say next year like you know it's called is going to sell just like it is this year as it has every single previous year if mm-hmm. next year if they go, okay, here's the, the PS5 exclusive mode, here's the PS4 exclusive mode, here's the Xbox One exclusive mode, here's the Scarlet exclusive mode, and here's mm-hmm. the, the Nintendo Switch exclusive mode, right? <laughs> right. If, if, if they went that far, even just push it, here's the PS4 exclusive mode, here's the PS5 exclusive mode, right? I think at that point, gamers would be like, well, hold on, hold on. We, we let you get away with it last year. We're not going to let you get, you know, take it to the next level. So I, I do think at that point, then gamers would, would start speaking with, with their wallet. But the other problem is general education, right? Like mm. the average person that buys Call of Duty probably doesn't even know this. This is a thing, mm. you know, like the average person that that just knows Call of Duty is coming out in a month or whatever, you know, is going to go to Best Buy or order off of Amazon or whatever and is going to be completely o- oblivious until like their one nerd friend goes, oh, hey, did you know that this mode is only in PS4? Then go, really? So, oh, yeah. I'm glad I bought this version and that's going to be it, you know? I don't know about that though, because like, come on, uh, Call of Duty fans. If anyone has big has big wallets, because like throughout the times with the big the giant map packs, the the different years of the oh of the different God. kinds of deals, yeah, there's so much stuff that you have to get extra uh, from uh, from within that year. Because you remember like like uh, like I don't even know. Let's just say I mean I don't know even matter what, what version of Call of Duty, but there was like it was the norm when there was like, hey, you want to buy Call of Duty? It's like yeah, it's sixty dollars. Oh, you want to buy the year map pack? It's going to be ninety dollars for the year map pack because it's going to have all this extra crap and stuff it's like people call of duty fans are expecting that extra that, that extra uh, so, uh, sort of income or that extra kind of uh, money that you're going to have to put into this game the which is going to be a lot different this year because there's no extra map packs it's, they say it's going to be a whole game but we'll see about that but like uh but uh now but when you're talking about the common uh the common game uh, the common people or so i would say specifically maybe it's just like the mom or the dad that buys the game without even openly knowing that this is like yeah. this is what's going to happen yeah. and stuff like that uh uh itself because like i said i think call of duty i will give call of duty fans benefit of the doubt that they know what they're going to get themselves into uh but still i will say that like the uh the fact that they are going to like i mean and, and it may not be a big deal maybe i'm just making it a big deal on how it is but i'm just saying no, that, like, i mean there's been backlash so people are definitely upset about it. i don't play uh-huh. call of duty yeah, so i didn't care but there, there's been backlash like people yeah. were definitely upset about this oh yeah i mean i'm not i'm not a big call i'm not uh, like the last call of duty i played was modern warfare and that was a long time ago but like hey, that's the new one too <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got to play it it's like yeah no it's the original <laughs> <laughs> it's the original like 2008 or so but like uh no but like uh, uh but i like to keep my eyes open oh, uh, i like to keep my eyes open on, on these kind of situations on this because like i said this 
this is an event. This could be like the cornerstone event that they will decide to be more aggressively on doing it. Like, uh, like uh, what's it called? Two K. Like, uh, like I mean, like remember, two K is very aggressive on their microtransactions on their currency as for their extra third party yep. accessories and stuff like that. And they are still doing it, which is even crazier. Uh, I guess people are still buying them. Yeah, people are still buying them. You're totally right. And then, like, even knowing that the trans that there's no transparency on how those drop rates are working, they're still openly getting fistful of cash for it. Uh, and uh, but still like those kind of things are just are the kind of things that you that that i mean that may not concern other people but like uh but like for me like it's hard for me to buy dlc it's really hard for me to decide to say hey you want to do an advancement of the story bought for ten dollars you can just go buy this but i'm like no i already beat it i'm good i don't need (laughs) i don't need an extra hour of play just to find out the backstory of uh of this person and stuff like that i'll I'll just i'll pass it's like I but, mean, but that's the thing though. Yeah. DLC is always optional. Like, mm-hmm. like that's the thing. I don't. I don't have a problem with with DLC like that. I have a problem with DLC horse armor, right? But mm. uh, DLC like you know like uh, <laughs> for for for, for Spider Man. Here's your your you know here's all your DLC that gives you additional story for for fighting games. Here's more characters that we can add for the next. Like Tekken. Tekken's had three seasons of DLC characters. They've mm. added Tekken Bowl. Mm. They're adding a, a a new moon a new mode with season three. Like they're doing all this stuff, and I'm cool with that, right? Mm-hmm. Because to me, that that's like, oh, I'm getting more out of my game for just spending an, you know, another mm-hmm. couple of dollars or whatever, right? right. You know, a character in Tekken's like five bucks or whatever, right. right? So that I don't mind. But when it's like, you know, cosmetic deals, I mean, I guess optional DLC, whatever, right? Do what you want. But um, when it's clearly an unfinished game and the game is finished via DLC, that's when I have a problem. Yeah. I would, you know, it's kind of funny. I kind of like, uh, like, I would love to pick your mind on DLC, but <laughs> that's a whole totally different discussion in itself. But uh, yeah, so no, no, that's cool. That's cool. But I definitely like the discussion about this one. So let's uh, we can wrap it up uh, on this. And uh, uh, but as always, uh, this is episode number twenty-two of CFG Gamecast. Uh, you can always check out CFG Games and the awesome crew at CFG Games uh, uh, every other day, uh, every day on uh, our Twitch, Twitch CFG Games. We play a lot of variety games. I think today, I think later this evening, we're going to be playing some Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, and we all, always welcome new people to come check it out. So definitely check us out there. Uh, Cutie uh, Pie, is it, you want to support your channel? Uh, yeah, I like to stream mostly just Tekken. Trying to stream more retro games like Third Strike and Street Fighter 4. So mm-hmm. follow me at twitch.tv slash x And Brian Johnson is just here to look pretty today. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't stream. Um, I, I'm not even really all that social so, as far as social media goes. Social yeah. media wise, you know, I, I have friends, just I don't post on social media that often. Yeah, no. But the- um, no. no, he's a definitely a good dude, man. But if you if you do check him out, he's always uh, usually at convention, uh, gaming shows and conventions and stuff, though, right? Yeah. But you yeah, just even uh, running away from that. <laughs> you go, yeah, <laughs> I don't even. When, when's my? I'll, I'll be at. Uh, I don't you know. Don't, when, when you'll, you'll, you'll don't have to. You'll just. You know, you'll <laughs> have to advertise yourself if you don't want to. I'm not forcing you to do that, but that's cool. But I'll, I'll be at South by Southwest next year, and WonderCon is Indio Comic Con next year. You'll, you'll you'll see me there doing whatever gaming event is is happening there. You'll yeah. see me at those. Okay, there we go. So there we go. So uh, definitely stay tuned we, for we that. Davis has 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 paused time again. Oh, I did. Uh, well, it doesn't <laughs> seem like that for me, but that's cool. All right. Well, this is episode no. number twenty-two. Thanks uh, for stopping by. Great. Do you want to say anything else while we're waiting on on?